What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, call games at WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folk t- folks, today we have a lot to discuss on the front of Pitt men's basketball. Heather Like speaks on Jeff Capel and where the program is at right now we'll talk about that what her comments say about her confidence in jeff capel and we'll also of course talk about the debacle that happened in blacksburg tonight how that affects Pitt moving forward and could this be the dreaded february collapse for jeff capel's squad we'll talk about it all coming up here on locked on pit you are locked on pit your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. As always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day, folks. We always appreciate it. Really, really do. Uh, give me all the support you have, whether that's subscribing, liking, commenting, reviews, always can get that, especially, especially the feedback, folks. I need feedback in order to make this show the best it can possibly be for you guys. Today's episode of Locked On Pit is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And folks, as always, today we have a lot to discuss, and certainly the loss to Virginia Tech is there, but I think Heather likes speaking on Jeff Capel. The first time we have heard the athletic director, Heather likes speak on Jeff Capel in about a month and a half. Um, really, you know, didn't get asked about it um, when, when Narduzzi and, and then we're at the Peach Bowl. So it's been a while since you've heard from her and, and kind of what her overall thoughts are. On what's going on, and and obviously there's a lot of thoughts I have about these comments, and 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 Heather like, you know, is not dumb. She's clearly done a great job, I think, with the athletic programs so far. Um, building up, I think Victory Heights is is really good for Pitt. Uh, I think you know people kind of view that as moving away from you know a football stadium and stuff like that as a negative, but really in actuality, it's the first step towards that and, and so it's a very important step the, the, you know the, the field house as nostalgic as it is as much as i love the fitzgerald field house and you know it has that old time feel to it it's in that regard you love it but the facilities are just terrible i mean they really are and when you have top programs like volleyball and wrestling in there it's just it doesn't sit right with you and the, and the track team doesn't even have a track to use on campus they have to go off campus to use a track. The marching band doesn't have their own practicing area. I mean, it's a mess. You just can't have that. Pitt needs more facilities, and they're going to get them with this. I I will say, though, you know, this is going to be her biggest thing ever um, in terms of this. You know, yes, extending Narduzzi was the right decision. Yes, she made a few good hires, but... It doesn't really matter when, first of all, Narduzzi wasn't her hire. And second of all, her main hire has been the men's basketball program. And and really, unfortunately, you know, for any 
athletic director, the big thing you're going to be based on is the big two, which are football and men's basketball. Football, Heather Lake's done a marvelous job, and it's at new heights. Uh, in terms of every other sport, just about, you know, other than really women's basketball, and even that's going up relative to where it was when she came, and maybe softball. You know, Heather Lake's done a great job. And Pitt has has come out, and the Olympic sports are better than they ever have been. This has been, it's a good time to be a Pitt fan when you look around the sports, right? But men's basketball is going to create her legacy. And so this is going to be key. She was the, the one to fire Kevin Stallings and hire Jeff Capel. And that weighs heavily here. And, and you know, I'm going to read her exact comments here. Chris Carter from DK Pittsburgh Sports tweeted out. Heather Like said on Pit Hoops and Jeff Capel, first half of the Virginia Tech game wasn't a good showing, but they responded at halftime. This team is dialed in and unselfish. They believe in Coach Capel. He's not lost this team by any stretch. I'm not sure we're at the talent level we need to be. And so, obviously, this was at a... We got to look at the rhetorical situation about this all. This was at the press conference uh, for the first lacrosse game, which is going to be happening this Friday at Highmark Stadium. So that's something that you really do have to take into account here, is that she's not going to talk a lot of other sports. And she didn't in this one. She didn't talk much. She talked a lot about lacrosse and, and getting that off the ground and how she excited she was for that. But when she did take questions, Jeff Capel and Pat Narduzzi also came up. We'll talk about Pat Narduzzi and the extension tomorrow. But this is the biggest one, is that Heather Lake did speak on Jeff Capel. And so, on the surface, that's a vote of confidence. You know, that's a vote of saying, we believe in Jeff Capel. I believe in Jeff Capel. The team believes Jeff Capel. She thinks that this thing could work out. Well, I think there's ways to read into it. But I'm not sure once you kind of break it down, if that's the reading I would have at this. Because Pitt is at the part where they kind of are letting things go. And you have to see what goes on down the stretch. Is this going to be another season where Jeff Capel and his squad fall apart? And we'll more on that, of course, after they lost by 27 down in Blacksburg today, only scoring 47 points. But there's a lot to look at in terms of what you say about the men's basketball team. Because this team is not playing good. And they were earlier. But now they've fallen off a cliff. And it's about the worst you can be in terms of the program right now. You know, year four under Jeff Capel and they're playing like this. It's just, it really is unacceptable. And I think, you know, here's the thing. Anytime... It is your hire as an athletic director. They're going to have a little bit more of a leash. It's just going to be the natural feeling. You know, it's your hire. You don't want them to fail. You believe in them. Because if you fire your own hire, things can get a little dicey. Now, the good thing for Heather Like is she's done so well everywhere else that this is really the big blemish on her resume. And she has a chance to rectify that. But Capel's going to have a longer leash. If another athletic director had come in, you know, this year, and maybe say Heather Lake had left and gone to a bigger school, I think Capel would be almost a guaranteed to be fired. 
but he's a longer leash here because he is Heather Legs higher. So I think when you look at this statement, I think there are positives that she wants to point out. And she's obviously not going to put Capel's head on a chopping block midseason. It's a lot of basketball left to be played in the ACC realm. And so the absolute last thing you're going to do is you're going to put Jeff Capel's head on a platter. There's just no reason for it. And why would you when, quite honestly, it's no guarantee he's going to be fired? Because, again, that is your hire. And, yes, in the past, he's had this team at least on the precipice of seemingly breaking through the glass ceiling. Last year after the Duke game, everyone was proclaiming Pitt basketball is back. And who knows what happens if the situation between Audis, Tony, Xavier Johnson, Justin Champagne doesn't happen last year. If John Hughley doesn't get arrested. Who knows what happens. But now that we are here, where we are, knowing what we see, with what seems like another impending collapse, you feel like you have to call it quits on this guy. You don't see a lot of paths to, to becoming a truly competitive program under Jeff Capel, right? And, and I think I think when you're Heather-like and you're saying stuff like, I don't know if the talent level is where it needs to be, and, and you're in your four, I, I think you're starting to send shots. And I, that's about as harsh as you're going to hear Heather-like be. That's an indictment on Jeff Cable. Because I, I, I know for a fact Heather-like wants this to work out. She doesn't want to pay out another coach's buyout. She doesn't want to fire her own coach. But let's be real here. It's coming to a point where you have to. It's coming to a point where you can't take another year of losses from ticket sales and recruiting losses and where it feels like Pitt doesn't even have the roster to be anywhere near competitive last year. So really, are you just delaying the inevitable? And Heather Light's comments are starting to reflect that. But what they really reflect is they haven't decided yet. I think right now, if the season weren't to end, I would have told you this before the game, before this Virginia Tech game, if the season had ended right then, you know, at 6.59 before they'd taken the quarter, if the season was over, I think Jeff Capel would be back for his fifth year. However, if they falter down the stretch and continue to play like they are now, we'll talk about some of the stats that are really starting to get worrying for Jeff Capel and company. Because there's a lot coming up here that's coalescing into the picture that it has in the previous three seasons. You know, the previous downfalls, the second half collapses. There's a lot coalescing around that happening for a fourth straight season under Jeff Capel. This is becoming one where she might have her hand dealt. Boosters might come up with money to want to fire him, to help pay that buyout. And if you think she's not looking around right now in college basketball and at least has a little bit of an inter- of a list of who she wants, you're wrong. She's paying attention here. And these in this comment felt about as much of a call it as it could have been. Yes, there's the vote of confidence. Yes, you can tell it's her hire and she wants Jeff Cable to work out. She likes Jeff Cable. That relationship between her and Cable is good. It wasn't like how she did with Stallings where it seemed like she called him out all the time and it felt like that hot, that firing was an inevitability. 
This one feels like one that could go either way. And if Jeff Capel turns this ship around and Pitt wins a few more games down the stretch and things go well, he'll probably be back. And so firing him right now is no virtual guarantee. But let's understand this. I don't think Heather likes closing that door. In fact, that door is very wide open. And the fact that she said they don't have the talent level right now, boy, is that an indictment on Jeff Capel? Because I think it is. I think that was a slight call out by Heather Lake. And I'm telling you, I don't think that this is necessarily a slam dunk that Jeff Capel is coming back even before tonight. You know, maybe even after tonight, I would tell you Jeff Capel would be back for his fifth season. But if this continues up, losses like this continue to rattle up, I don't think he's going to be back in 2022-2023 season. I don't see it happening. And I think Heather Lake is smart enough to know when to cut her losses and go after when she needs to and do what she needs to. So we'll see how it continues to develop out. It's a wait-and-see game, I think, for Pitt or Heather Lake. But trust me, that door is open. It's absolutely open. All right, folks, so let's talk about the game itself, Pitt getting drubbed by Virginia Tech. But first, let me let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march to the Super Bowl right to the Super Bowl next Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And, folks, it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. We continue to talk Pitt men's basketball here. We talked a bit about Heather Like and how I think this is becoming very tenuous for her and, and kind of the different conditions you have to look at. I think they'll have the money to make the buyout because really, I, I don't. first of all, I don't think the buyout is as much as people think it is. Second, quite honestly, this is not looking good for Jeff Cable. And here's the thing. Pitt was, you know, when you looked at Pitt overall and you kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt over the year, it was because they tried hard, they fought hard every single game. They scratched, they clawed, they fought. Yes, they lost them, but boy, this team was competitive and it felt like they were going up. So you felt later in the year, even as the schedule got maybe a little tougher, Hey, maybe this team could steal a game or two. But right now, anyone feel like that? No way. No way do I feel like Pitt could steal a game from anybody left on their schedule right now. Maybe aside from Georgia Tech. You're telling me this team's going to go face the tallest team in the country in Florida State in the next game, and they're going to win that basketball game? Tough sledding, right? (laughs) Tough sledding indeed. Because I, I, can't, I can't see it. I straight up can't see it. And Pitt's now a team that's playing at a very low level. They're playing about as bad as they have. And so now you're starting to see things like the effort fall off. 
And that's when things get a little bit dicey. The four, the, the last four first halves have been straight up bad. Pitt went down against Wake Forest 22, went down 18 in this one, down, of course, 27 against Virginia Tech on Saturday. There's so much that's just been riding on Pitt in the first half. They're coming out slow. They are coming out slow. They went down, and I, I know they, they only went down nine against Boston College, but then they came out and proceeded to really get straight-up thrashed in the second half as well. This has been a team that has lacked energy over the past month, two weeks or so. Since that Boston College game, after that win against Syracuse, this straight up has been bad for Pitt. They straight up have not been good. This has been a straight up downhill slope for Pitt. And that's that's it. And that's it. So when you look at things like Capel not recruiting and 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 now this team just really really playing bad. It's you're getting to a point where it looks like every other season. And I and I know, you know, Heather like said that they hadn't tuned him out yet, but the most concerning thing to me was the quote he had after the game Saturday against Virginia Tech. He didn't know why they started slow. He also didn't know why they came out in the second half with as much fire as they did. Like as a coach, one of your jobs is to have that pulse on your team, right? You need to have the pulse on your team. You need to understand your team. You need to understand the inner machinations, how they work, the mindsets of each individual player. Yeah, I get it. It sounds like a very hard job, but that's why there's only a few good coaches in the world. Straight up. That's why you or me, Jimmy off the street, couldn't coach basketball. Could we manage the personal relationships while also being a good X's and O's coach, while also being a good recruiter? Because really, this has been an issue with Jeff Capel the whole time. He doesn't know what motivates his team. He doesn't know how to manage relationships. He doesn't know how to manage team chemistry. We've heard the story again and again and again throughout his four years here. The chemistry isn't good. He doesn't know what makes his team tick. How do you not know what makes your team go? That's the issue. And so I hope he was lying there and that he didn't know why they came out slow because on the fourth straight game, they've come out of the gate playing like they're zombies in The Walking Dead. Because I hope, I, I hope, and I say it again, I hope that Pitt knows what they're doing. But I don't think Jeff Capel knows what makes his team go. And if he doesn't know what makes his team go or what makes his team slow down, how can I expect the man to coach the team to winning games? That was a very concerning quote to me. You can't just not know what makes your team go. And so it completely explains why they've had these letdowns. If the coach himself doesn't know what the heck the team's thinking, it sounds like... Let's be honest here. It sounds like a coach that's losing the team again. So he lost Trey McGowan's. McGowan's, you know, he, he couldn't reach McGowan's. He couldn't reach Xavier Johnson. He he lost the team last year. 
Is he really going to do it again? I don't know. But they cert- the effort has certainly not been there over these past four games. And let's understand that. It's showing up on the scoreboard, too. Losses of 13, a loss of 27. And, and, and you know, the loss to f- of five, of course, but also a loss of 24. Like, these are unacceptable. It, it straight up is. They're averaging 16 points per loss over the last four games. So you tell me what the problem is. You take out Xavier Johnson. You take out Audis Tony. You take out Justin Champagne. You take out Trey McGowan's. Hey, you even take out Abdul Kareem Koulibaly and Terrell Brown. And you essentially have the same team aside from Ithio Horton. And I don't even know if I can count John Hughley. Will Jeffress, Noah Collier? Yeah, okay, there are a few of the same core guys, but... This is a largely revamped team with guys like Mogey and Jamari's Burton. What what's the common denominator from year one when the first collapse happened, which was understandable? It was a young team. It was essentially three young dudes that were very talented playing with each other. Year two again, somewhat understandable. Year three though, it was a it was a concern. But maybe you thought, okay, it was just the cast there. Now, most of that cast is gone. You have an entirely new cast of players just about. And the same thing's happening again. You tell me what the common denominator is and tell me it's not Jeff Capel. That's the truth here. And if he can't sustain a team through the whole year, if he he can't keep the nucleus around his team the whole year, if he can't keep them the whole year and keep their effort up to here the whole year, I don't know what he's doing here. We'll get into the specifics of this game here after the break. But first, let me let you know about Rock Auto because, folks, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Folks, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind you behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Listen, all they have to do is choose the parts that their warehouse happens to carry. However, you have computers with access to rockout.com at home and in your pocket to get access to so many different brands. Because why choose to spend 30 to 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Because Rockout is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rockout prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can eat from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They have all of it at rockauto.com, so go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see the, all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast here, talking about pit men's basketball. And we've talked about Heather like we've talked about Jeff Capel. It appears that second half collapse could be happening again. I mean, let's just talk about this game in specifics and why Pitt got drubbed tonight. Uh, from uh, just a physical standpoint and overall, again, I think the effort 
was definitely part of it. I thought they had a relatively pitiful effort-wise. Defensively, they weren't closing out. It was very bad. It was very bad, and that felt like one of the high points throughout the whole year, but not tonight. And so when, when I looked at everything that Pitt could do tonight to win this game, I was thinking a lot about what they did in the second half, play with that high-level energy buzzing around. It felt like they were high energy in that second half. But no, not in this game. It felt like they were walking dead. It felt like they didn't do much. And so Pitt in this game makes only 15 field goals. Only 10 field goals as a team with Mogi making five of them. All five of them threes. However, there are a few key stats that, that I think jump off the page. Even as they shoot 50% from downtown, which is impressive, they're actually having their best three-point shooting stretch of the entire year these past two games. So I guess hats off to that. But going 38% from the floor, it's probably not going to do it. But I'll tell you what's really not going to do it. Getting out-rebounded, nearly out-double-rebounded, you know, 19 rebounds to 36. But how about this? One offensive board, Pitt had a total of three offensive rebounds in two games against Virginia Tech. This team is not a good enough shooting team to not be able to get a lot more second-chance opportunities. That's been one of their strategies the entire year. And so, but you can't attack the offensive or defensive boards because they didn't attack the defensive boards either. Ten offensive rebounds for the Hokies today. They had seven against Pitt, so that's a 17-3 to advantage for offensive rebounds for the Hokies over these two games on Saturday and Monday. So, that's just a bad sign straight up. And Virginia Tech straight up killed him in the second chance points category as well. Um, and and that, was, that was an issue. You know, 10 offensive rebounds to one. Pitt just couldn't get the second chance opportunities. And again, they had 15 more shots than Pitt. I mean, Virginia Tech shot 55 times from the floor, but only shot 40. That's going to happen when you can't get offensive rebounds. That's going to happen when you don't get good offensive ball movement. And it's not like Pitt had, you know, terrible turnover margins. I mean, 11 turnovers to nine, it's not bad. But they got killed on the boards. Virginia Tech shot really well today again. 53% from the field, 48% from three. When your defense is slacking that much, you're not going to get much going. Pitt essentially wouldn't attack the paint today. And... Virginia Tech scored 30 points from the paint, so they weren't doing anything in the paint. Pitt was. Pitt led this game one time. And then Virginia Tech just ran away with it. So this one straight up just didn't feel like one where Pitt could do anything well. Pitt never felt like they were in control of this game outside of maybe the first four minutes where it it felt like things could be going right. Things could be going the right way. But then, when you look at it overall, this team, it's its a mess. This team doesn't have a cohesive nature offensively. They don't really help. And Stephen Gertz, uh, film analyst for Rivals, posted this. You know, you look at the film when Hughley's doubled. Like, they don't help this dude out at all. When he is doubled, 
there is no one cutting to him outside from Mogi, and sometimes he's not understanding the space and how to cut. So you get guys essentially just standing around like robots. And Femi Odakali said, sometimes we feel like we are robots out there. Like we got to move a little bit. And it's, it just doesn't, it's not a well-coached team. They don't play as a team. They play as individuals sometimes. And, and there's no cohesive team basketball being played here. That's the important thing. You know, Pitt doesn't actually do anything cohesively. And so when you can't get good ball movement, when you're not going to get a good screen game going, when you're just going to stand around while your teammates getting doubled, I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. Because straight up, this is a team that's playing at a very low level as a team right now. They don't look cohesive. They don't look like they have strategy. They're bad on the defensive, and they're slacking off on their perimeter defense, especially. These teams have been able to shoot lights out from downtown against Pitt because they're wide open. You're going to get your chances in the corner against Pitt. The perimeter D is terrible. Their rotations are bad. It's just Pitt doesn't have a cohesive strategy defensively on how to do anything. And so when you ask them, to, to box out, you know, for a rebound, or you ask them to close out. They just don't understand. It's just like fundamentals. You know, it's like their feet are stuck in mud on the offensive end. They, the guards play out of control. It's like they don't understand basic concept of basketball that they should. Shooting form. You know, some shooting forms are, are weird. Like Noah Collier's free throw shooting form. Should have been corrected a long time ago, and yet Pitt hasn't done that. It doesn't ever feel like a player takes a leap under this staff, really, either. So what am I what am I to go with on that? I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. It was pretty much an uh, just an encapsulation of everything. The defense was bad. Offense was bad. Ball movement was bad. It was all bad. Rebounding was bad. Pitt played about as pitiful of a game as they played all season, and now it's all just coming up to a head with Jeff Capel and company. All right, folks, we'll talk tomorrow about Pat Narduzzi, the extension, when he could get it, how it might look, and when it might be announced. We'll talk about that tomorrow on Locked to Pit. As always, thank you for listening, folks. And as we end it, as always, hail to Pit.